Chapter Three of Vicky Van by Carolyn Wells. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Three, the waiter's story. Doctor Remsen's police call had been imperative, and Inspector Mason came in with two men. What's this? What's wrong here? The big burly inspector said as he faced the few of us who had remained. Come in here, Inspector," said the doctor from the dining room door and from that moment the whole aspect of the house seemed to change no longer a gay little bijou residence it became a court of justice one of the men was stationed at the street door and one at the area door below headquarters was notified of details the coroner was summoned and we were all for the moment under detention where is miss van allen where is the lady of the house asked mason where are the servants who is in charge here was ever a string of questions so impossible of answers dr remsen told the main facts but he was reticent i too hesitated to say much for the case was strange indeed mrs reeves looked gravely concerned but said nothing ariadne gale began to babble that girl didn't know how to be quiet i guess miss van allen is upstairs she volunteered she was in the dining-room but she isn't here now so she must be upstairs shall i go and see no thundered the inspector stay where you are search the house breen i'll cover the street door the man he called breen went upstairs on the jump and mason continued tell the story one of you who is this man who killed him as he talked the inspector was examining summer's body making rapid notes in a little book keeping his eye on the door and darting quick glances at each of us as he tried to grasp the situation i looked at bert garrison who was perhaps the most favoured of miss van allen's friends but he shook his head so i threw myself into the breach inspector i said that man's name is summers further than that i know nothing he is a stranger to all of us and he came to this house to-night for the first time in his life how'd he happen to come friend of miss van allen he met her to-night for the first time he came here with i paused it was so hard to know what to do Steele had gone home ought i to implicate him go on came here with whom the truth now i usually speak the truth i returned shortly he came with mr norman Steele. where is mr Steele? he has gone there were a great many people here and naturally some of them went away when this tragedy was discovered humph then of course the guilty party escaped but we are getting nowhere does nobody know anything of this man but his name nobody did but ariadne piped up he was a delightful man he told me he was a great patron of art and often bought pictures paying little heed to her the inspector was endeavouring to learn from the dead man's property something more about him no letters or papers he said disappointedly as he turned out the pockets not unusual in evening togs but not even a card or anything personal looks queer look in his watch said ariadne bridling with importance giving her a keen glance the inspector followed her suggestion in the back of the case was a picture of a coquettish face undoubtedly that of an actress it was not carefully fastened in but roughly cut out and pressed in with ragged edges temporary grunted the inspector and recently stuck in some chicken he took out to supper he's a clubman you say yes mr steele said so and also vouched for his worth and character i resented the inspector's attitude 
though i knew nothing of summers and didn't altogether like him yet i saw no reason to think ill of the dead until circumstances warranted it further search brought a thick roll of money some loose silver a key-ring with seven or eight keys eyeglasses in a silver case handkerchiefs a gold pencil a knife and such trifles as any man might have in his pockets but no directly identifying piece of property r s was embroidered in tiny white letters on the handkerchiefs and a monogram r s was on his seal-ring his jewellery which was costly the inspector did not touch there were magnificent pearl studs a watch-fob set with a black opal and pearl cufflinks examination of his hat showed the pierced letters r s but nothing gave clue to his christian name summers said the inspector musingly what club does he belong to i don't know i replied mr steele belongs to several but mr summers does not belong to any that i do at least i've never seen him at any call in the servants let's find out something about this household as no one else moved to do it i stepped to the door of the butler's pantry and summoned the head waiter of the caterer where are the house servants i asked him there aren't any sir he replied looking shudderingly at the grisly form on the floor no servants in a house of this type what do you mean that's true said mrs reeves breaking her silence at last miss van allen has a very capable woman who is housekeeper and lady's maid in one but when guests are here the suppers are served from the caterers then call the housekeeper and where is miss van allen herself she's not in the house said the policeman breen returning from his search not in the house cried mrs reeves where is she i've been all over every room every floor she isn't in the house there's nobody upstairs at all no housekeeper or maid demanded mason then they've got away here waiter tell me all you know of this thing the italian luigi came forward shaking with terror and wringing his fingers nervously i d don't know anything about it he began but mason interrupted you do you know all about it did you kill this man no dio mio no a thousand no's then unless you wish to be suspected of it tell all you know a commotion at the door heralded the coroner's arrival also a detective and a couple of plain-clothes men clearly here was a mysterious case the coroner at once took matters in his own hands inspector mason told him all that had been learned so far and though coroner fenn seemed to think matters had been pretty well bungled he made no comment and proceeded with the inquiries sure there's nobody upstairs he asked breen positive i looked in every nook and cranny i've raked the whole house but the basement and kitchen part go down there then and then go back and search upstairs again somebody may be hiding who here knows miss van allen the most intimately perhaps i do said mrs reeves or miss gale we are both her warm friends i'm also her friend volunteered bert garrison and i can guarantee that if miss van allen has fled from this house it was out of sheer fright she never saw this man until to-night he was a stranger to us all where's the housekeeper went on fenn i think she must be somewhere about said mrs reeves perhaps in the kitchen julie is an all-round capable woman when there are no guests she prepares miss van allen's meals herself 
when company is present the caterer always is employed and there are no other servants not permanent ones replied mrs reeves i believe the laundress and chore-boy come by the day also cleaning-women and such but i know that miss van allen has no resident servant besides the maid julie this woman must be found snapped the coroner but we must first of all identify the body mason call up the principal clubs on the telephone and locate our summers also find mr norman Steele. now luigi let's have your story the trembling waiter stammered incoherently and said little of moment look here said fenn bluntly is that your knife sticking in him i mean is it one belonging to frascini's service don't touch it but look at it you can tell luigi leaned over the dead man yes it is a one of our boning knives he said we always bring our own hardware well then if you want to clear yourself and your men of doubt tell all you know i know this and luigi braced himself to the ordeal i was awaiting in the pantry for miss van allen to send me word to serve supper and i peeped in the dining-room now and then to see if it was time i heard presently miss van allen's voice also a man's voice i didn't want to intrude so waited for a summons after a moment or two i heard a little scream and heard a somebody or something fall i had no thought of anything wrong but thought the guests were unusually er riotous are miss van allen's guests inclined to be riotous no sir oh no asseverated the man while mrs reeves and ariadne looked indignant and for that reason i felt a little curious so i pushed the door ajar and peeped in what did you see i saw luigi paused so long that i feared he was going to collapse but the coroner eyed him sternly and he went on i saw miss van allen standing looking adown at this this uh, gentleman on the floor and making as if to pull out the knife i could uh, scarcely believe my eyes and i watched her she didn't pull the knife but she straightened up looked around glanced down at her gown which which was stained with blood and then she ran out into the hall where did she go i don't know i couldn't see as the door was but on a crack then i thought i ought to go into the dining-room and i did i looked at the gentleman but i didn't know what to do so i went into the hall to the parlor door and called for help for a doctor or somebody and then they all came out here that's all i know luigi's nerve gave way and he sank into a chair with a sob fenn looked at him and considerately left him alone for the time can this be true he said turning to us can you suspect miss van allen of this crime no cried bert garrison and the women at once and no said i i am positive miss van allen did not know mr summers and could not have killed an utter stranger on no provocation whatever you do not know what provocation she may have had suggested fenn now look here mr coroner said mrs reeves very decidedly 
i won't have miss van allen spoken of in any such way i assume you mean that this man though a stranger might have said or done something to annoy or offend miss van allen well if he had done so victoria van allen never would have killed him she is the gentlest most gay and light-hearted girl and though she never tolerates any rudeness or familiarity the idea of her killing a man is too absurd you might as well suspect a dove or a butterfly of a crime that's right mr coroner said garrison that waiter's story is an hallucination of some sort if it isn't a deliberate falsification miss van allen is a dainty happy creature and to connect her with anything like this is absurd that's to be found out mr garrison why did miss van allen run away i don't admit that she did run away in the sense of flight if she were frightened at this thing if she saw it she may have run out of the door in hysterics or in a panic of terror but she the perpetrator never never echoed mrs reeves the poor child if she did come out here and saw this awful sight why i think it would unhinge her mind who is miss van allen asked fenn what is her occupation she hasn't an occupation said mrs reeves she is a young lady of independent fortune as to her people or immediate relatives i know nothing at all i've known her a year or so and as she never referred to such matters i never inquired but she's a thorough little gentlewoman and i'll defend her against any slander to my utmost powers and so will i said miss gale i am sure of her fineness of character and lovely nature but these opinions ladies don't help our inquiries interrupted fenn what can you men tell us what i want first is to identify this body or rather to learn more of our summers and to find miss van allen i can't hold an inquest until these points are cleared up mason have you found anything no said the inspector returning from his long telephone quest i called up four clubs norman Steele belongs to three of them but this man doesn't seem to belong to any that is there are somerses and even our somerses but they all have middle names and too their description doesn't fit this summers then mr Steele misrepresented him did you get Steele, mason no he wasn't at any of the clubs i found his residence a bachelor apartment house but he isn't there either find Steele, find miss van allen find the maid what's her name julia julie she was always called said mrs reeves if miss van allen went away i've no doubt julie went with her she is a most devoted caretaker of her mistress an oldish woman no perhaps between thirty-five and forty what she look like describe her ariadne you're an artist julie said miss gale is a good sort she's medium-sized she has brown hair and rather hazel eyes she wears glasses and she stoops a little in her walk she has perfect training and correct manners and she is a model servant but she gives the impression of watching over miss van allen whatever else she may be engaged in at the same time wears black no usually gray gowns or sometimes white inconspicuous aprons and no cap she's not quite a menial but yet not entirely a housekeeper english english-speaking if that's what you mean but i think she's an american 
don't you mrs reeves american yes of course End of chapter three